0: This is Retirement Roadmap Radio with Mark Fricks of Master Plan Retirement Consultants. Listen in as we address your retirement concerns and provide insight to help put you on the path to achieving your retirement goals. And now, Retirement Roadmap Radio.
1: Hi folks, welcome back to Master Plan Retirements Retirement Roadmap. Thank you so much for joining us. My name is Evan, and with me as always, Retirement Planner Mark. Last episode, we discussed how to know whether or not you are ready to retire, and we ran through both financial and non-financial circumstances to consider. Today, we'll be taking a step further with a walkthrough of a retirement checklist of items to help you on your personal retirement prep journey. This isn't by any means a comprehensive list. Everyone's situation is going to be different. Some may apply to you and some may not. This is more of a starting point as you prepare and evaluate your own situation in retirement. Mark,
0: how are we today? Oh, uh, great. Having a great week. You know, we love what we do, you know. So, right. we don't go to work. <laughs> we, we come here. So, that's, that's the great part. So, and I love this part of our our week when we get to record and and spread the word, so to speak, Absolutely. and educate and things like that. And you know, I love today's subject I love checklists. I really do. I just think it just helps you narrow down your thinking. And as Evan said, it's, uh, yours may be a little bit different. And, and so it's not like a template or etched in stone might be a better way to put it. But you may have some that don't apply. You may have some that do apply that aren't on there. So just getting a checklist off of our website and going through it, I would say is a little dicey. And so that's why we want to talk about that a little bit today. Right. And we do have those checklists
1: available, pre-retirement checklists. Just for you, reach out to us, we can send it to you. It's a little bit, uh, there's a lot more on there. It's a little bit more comprehensive than what we'll discuss today due to time. But nevertheless, I think these are important topics and we'll we'll try to get through the end um, under the buzzer and, and see if we can do that. So I wanna start out with financial planning 101, create a plan, that's where we'll begin. And the very first thing that we do, Mark, is
0: we define goals, long, short, medium, Yep, I just, um, uh, I have three or four meetings a week of new folks that come in, and our first, in fact, the first form they fill out is, what are your goals over the next six months to two years, two years to five years, five, you know, and so forth and so on. Also, what are your concerns over the next six months to two years, and two years to five years, and so forth and so on. And so we want to get the goals out there, and, and you know, it's so funny. Some people will put health, 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 <laughs> or whatever. Some people really get detailed. And if they don't get detailed enough, I'll ask them and we'll dig into it. Because if I don't know where we're headed, uh, I don't know how to get there. And so you got to know where you're going. Uh, so that that that's kind of the beginning of, of what we call the discovery processes, uh, and it's really things, uh, Evan, as you know, that most people have never talked about. If it's a married couple, you know, they'll look at each other and kind of go, "Oh, I didn't know you wanted that or whatever." So it's a good discussion, and it's a good time to also express fears that maybe they haven't expressed to each other as well. So
1: after you discuss the goals and, and get on the same page there, the next step is basically gather data, and there's several things that fall under this umbrella: organization of assets, income, depend. Um, what you expect to see in retirement, all of the above, correct?
0: Yeah, lots of, lots of pieces. I mean, we get copies of stuff. We get, whether it be a pension statement, it could be a 401k statement, wills. Uh, I had somebody send me a will the other day, and then they, they were like, we just got this done, and I said, you know, and they, they've got a pretty good asset base. And so I was looking at it yesterday uh, before our meeting. It's three pages long. I've never seen a three page will before. Uh, and one of those pages was a signature page. And the, and the second page was only half a page. And I'm like, this says nothing. If I die, you get this. If we die, they get that. Yeah. No tax language, no exemption language. I mean, so many things missing. And so I mentioned that to her kind of tongue in cheek. And I want to hurt her feelings. And she said, I know our daughter was in law school. She had a template. We did it. We need more. And mm-hmm. I said, yeah, we do. So, uh, but yeah, gathering all the, all the copies of things, uh, even a couple of years of tax returns. Yeah. So we have an entire checklist um, that we give the folks, again, another checklist, right, of things we need. If it doesn't apply to you, we don't check it. Uh, and that helps us begin getting all the information we need so that we know where we're at. So we have our goals and now we want to figure out where we're at so we can figure out how to get there. Right, and as we continue to organize, the next thing we want to look at is evaluate our debt. Yeah, sometimes that's easy. Mm -hmm. We have no debt. Right, We have a mortgage or whatever. Other times it requires a debt pay down. Um, uh, situation because you don't really want to go into retirement with all credit card debt and, and high interest uh, type debt. Uh, it just saps your cash flow. So we kind of create a plan. Okay, two years from retirement, let's see what we got to do to chew that down. And sometimes a little bit of sacrifice So maybe saving a little bit less money, sometimes not. It's always different. So the next thing we really start looking at
1: is the income strategy and needs. So before we even want to start moving assets, we typically want to look at income as well because, and tax strategy as well, because those three things work together. Mm -hmm. Um, Income strategy, asset allocation, um, that brings us, this is a little bit difficult to talk about one or the other because they are- they do work together. All,
0: almost, yeah. It's almost all part of the big scheme of, of diversification. So we talked a lot uh, about diversification. Uh, you know, companies talk about it, TV shows, talk about it while you're working. Diversification means having some in small cap, some in large cap, some international, whatever in retirement, it's much broader. Mm-hmm. Yeah. You want some of that, but you now you're going to need, you know, you've lost something in retirement. What have you lost? A paycheck. Okay. And so we need a couple of things to create paychecks. Uh, We need maybe something uh, a lot of people have not saved very much tax free. So maybe start developing some tax free. So that's another form of diversification, tax diversification. Uh, Some other accounts that will fit, you know, fit other needs. Maybe it's a long term care need, but we also have some short term needs or or wants or goals or desires, midterm. And so we take these one or two big buckets of money, which are typically 401ks or thrift savings plans or whatever, and we start splitting them up into these individual high efficiency buckets. And so diversification looks entirely different for retirement than when you're working. Yeah. And so just a more pragmatic approach to
1: when you're evaluating your own income uh, need, Look at your spending needs first, your core, which is your must-haves, and then your surplus, which is the nice-to-haves on top of that.
0: Yeah, we divide those things up because we want to make sure we have the income coming in to pay the light bill, the mortgage, uh, the car payment, the cell phone bill, that kind of stuff with a little bit extra and eating out on weekends and short weekend trips. But when it comes to we need a new roof in two years, we want to go to Europe next year, things like that, we kind of separate that out because that may not occur. You know, if you're if you're taking out putting putting an extra five hundred dollars away from your retirement income to save for Europe, and we have 2020 February COVID lockdown, you're not going to Europe, right? And so you've saved that money, paid tax on it, and now it's in a checking account earning nothing, and now you can't use it. So we divide that out into um, I kind of call it floor necessities, Um, and then over here again things we think we're going to need in the future. And then the
1: next uh, step in income planning, project spending, whether you want to start a business in retirement, maybe you have a kid's wedding coming up or travel, anything like that that would be more than your typical monthly spending.
0: Yeah, one of the things we ask on our, on our initial data gatherer, do you expect any major ex- expenditures in the next you know, two to five years? And usually there are things. Hey, we do have to upgrade the bathroom. We have a daughter getting married, whatever it could be. And so we want to make sure that that money is positioned or set aside or saved or whatever you know, for that purpose so they don't have to worry about that when it comes up. And imagine this, imagine you do have a, need coming up in two years. Uh, And then, you know, a year and a half from now, the market drops 20% and somebody put it in this aggressive bucket for you. And now it's down 30%. And now you got to take $25,000 out. So we want to plan ahead.
1: Then there are other income concerns as well. Determine your social security strategy for yourself and your spouse if you're married. Um, and how th- that's a very specific thing as well. But, again, like all of this, it's not uh, it doesn't exist in a vacuum. It's not by itself. You have everything else to consider in your overall plan. Um, the same goes for income from employer-sponsored plans, whether it's uh, a pension or even 401K, depending on how you want to take that and draw that as well.
0: Right. I, I, I love it when people see our income spreadsheet the first time. They love it. They really love it because they they take a look and it's, it's every year from now till age you know ninety five or hundred where their money is coming from, how it's coming, um, the source, the uh, is it guaranteed income? Usually it is. That's what we like, guaranteed income. Uh, How's it taxed? All that, and you know we we'll have one bucket. You know, supplying income in this column and then suddenly we switch over to a different column for some specific purpose. Mm. Uh, Maybe we have a short term income bucket until Social Security flips on because we want Social Security to, to grow. So it's an amazing spreadsheet. But the first spreadsheet we come out has almost always this column in red It's what they're short every month or every year, and that's an ugly column. Mm -hmm. People hate that column. And so what we do is we come in and we begin creating buckets to fill that gap. And when they see that gap filled and they still have money left over, it's exciting, but it's also stress relieving. Mm -hmm. They're like, I don't have to worry about income or retirement. Yeah, absolutely. And that's basically, once you determine all of these
1: income streams, you really are starting to see, okay, there's my social security, there's my pension, here's this. You start to organize, then you start to see, okay, what is my actual retirement paycheck need? What is my income gap outside mm-hmm. of that? And it really is about getting organize, organized organized, <laughs> prior to uh, while you're developing that plan. That's and a so, financial term. Yeah, it's, yeah absolutely. <laughs> um, and so we mentioned you really need to start getting organized and developing your income and everything else. Before you can really start to determine what to do with your assets,
0: right? Yeah, until you know how to fill your income gap, you're not going to really know what to do with the rest of it. So I always start with that income plan first. Mm-hmm. Um, and I have ideas about some some other monies, but I don't know how much and where and when and all that. And so building the income plan is step one. And what's amazing is I don't know how other uh, advisors and and you know brokers and whatever else. I don't really know how they do a plan because none of them really do an income plan. They might do an income um, projection, but there's not an income plan in writing. And so without that, I don't know how you could decide where to put anything else after that. Mm. So it, it's it's just really, again, um, when we when we began this process 14 years ago of, of kind of uh, what I think flipping the financial world a little bit on its, on its side saying, there's a better way to do this. Now people are catching on and more and more advisors are doing this. Um it just makes sense. It yeah. just makes sense. Yeah. Well, great opportunity to tell you guys, check
1: out our website, Masterplan Retire. .com. You can find retirement resources, including the checklist that we're pulling from today. Uh, feel free to use that as a resource, educational resource for you. All of our episodes are available there via podcast, YouTube, etc. Uh, but perhaps the most important part about that website is the Schedule Now button. Schedule your complimentary consultation with Mark. Go directly to his calendar. Find a time that works best for you. You could also call us at the office, 770-980-9262. Now that we're moving, Into the portfolio review, the asset review, um, before we do anything, um, would you say it's most important to have a savings and contingency
0: fund before you can really start thinking about where you want to move your money? Well, we always like to have a cash backup. And and when I say a cash backup or emergency fund, it's different in retirement. And when you're working, if you lose your job, you know, they they say you have six months of income in your savings. Well, in retirement, you don't have a job to lose. Mm -hmm. So And I mean we've created guaranteed income, so it's not quite as necessary to have that much in savings. But if you do want some extra cash on hand, maybe we put in something really conservative that instead of making 2 or 3%, we can make maybe 6%, but it still be conservative enough that it's not going away or it's not going to drop in half or whatever. So it again, it looks a little bit different in retirement. You can't think the same way as you did when you were working. Uh, so different cash needs, and, and we kind of have a formula for that. Um, if you come uh, and uh, if you do an initial consultation with us, you'll get a copy of my book. It kind of goes through a lot of that. Uh, red, uh, red money, orange money, green money, and that type of thing. We've talked about that before uh, on our show as well, so but yeah, you, then you begin deciding where this other money goes that we don't need for income necessarily, and and then we even treat that differently as you know, Evan. We won't, we don't have time to get into it, but we use only computer-driven, actively managed accounts uh, where we're trying to stay ahead of the market as opposed to following the market. Uh, research shows a three to four percent better return with less risk historically in most portfolios. So it's a pretty powerful tool.
1: So some simple things before you get started in asset allocation or reallocation is first you need to define your risk profiles Mm -hmm. because those have inevitably changed between
0: employment and uh, retirement. Yeah, but it may not be what you think it is anyway. I mean, Mm -hmm. maybe, you know, people change. You have a great market. All of a sudden, everybody's aggressive. Market drops 30%. All of a sudden, everybody's conservative. And really, maybe you should be somewhere in the middle. And because we are creating, you know, six or eight different accounts, uh, some may be conservative, some may be more aggressive, but when you combine them together, it should match your risk tolerance. So we give we have tests that you take, but also conversations about uh, where your risk might lie. Hmm. And that that's the same uh, with our portfolio
1: diversification as well. Things have changed, so pre-retirement is going to be different than post-retirement.
0: Exactly, and and, and again, if you had one big 401k. Uh, it was probably a certain risk tolerance. So let's say it was moderately aggressive. Well, that's just one big bucket. So again, if we got more than one account, we're going to want different degrees of aggression and, and moderation and things like that. So it, it's, it's just totally different. And like you said, you're older, uh, you're probably going to pull back some on how aggressive you might want to be, uh, probably need to, but not necessarily with every bucket. And depending on how
1: your plan is coming together and where there's room, maybe consider alternative investments.
0: Yeah, many of our clients we will place in um, some guaranteed buckets, some principal protected buckets, um, but also something, you know, besides just stocks and ETFs and things like that is uh, maybe precious metals. Uh, you know, uh, Precious metals basically, historically, have always moved the opposite direction of the market. So if you have a, a bad market, typically gold and silver will grow. So you're kind of covering your losses with your precious metals that you had over here. They call it wealth insurance. Um, and you know, we have history going back into the 50s of every time there was a recession and a, or a bear market, Precious metals climbed typically twice as much as the market dropped. So, uh, and that's just one example. You know, there's other things we can use as well. So most of this really is about taking your pre-retirement assets, your four hundred one k, four hundred
1: three b, TSP, whatever this is, and transitioning transitioning it into an IRA or whatever other assets um, and to create that plan
0: and to diversify to post-retirement life. Yeah, just again a totally different look. Anybody that treats their money the same way. In retirement, as they did pre-retirement, they are not being efficient, they are not being protected, uh, and they have a greater chance of running out of money. Let's just put it out there. Yeah. Um, And, again, just
1: we cannot stress enough before making any asset moves, you need a plan. Yep.
0: Yeah, blueprint first. Don't build a house without a blueprint.
1: Right. (laughs) Um, so the next section we wanna discuss is legacy goals, estate planning. Now we do want to be very clear, we are not estate planning attorneys. In fact, you really need to consult an estate planning attorney, especially uh, for discussing any documents to be created and everything else. But one thing that is really beneficial when you have a fiduciary financial advisor who is helping allocate and create a plan, if you if your advisor can have a relationship with your attorney and that they can, they can uh, cooperate in creating that with you and they really understand the needs and help uh, uh, relay that to the attorneys. We do that with our own attorneys, mm-hmm. our associates. So, um, but before anything goes on, we do not create any sort of state planning documents, um, but we do work alongside attorneys in, uh, in creating the plan. Yeah, we have two or
0: three attorneys that are, that are part of our team that uh, we can recommend you to. Uh, we actually help you fill out a workbook kind of saying who gets what and where and when and things like that. In other words, gathering information for the attorney. And also sharing other information with the attorney uh, that's more complex of things we've already learned about you and, and 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 so that we get the best legacy plan for you as well. So um, it's it's just as opposed to walking into an attorney's office and saying, I need a will they'll write you a will. But what's the planning around the will? And then there's that other step, em, as you know. Uh, if you do a will or a trust, you'll probably have to go back. You may have to change the beneficiaries of some of your older accounts. You may have to change some titling, things like that. We give guidance and help do that as well. Many times that drops through the cracks. And so all of a sudden, things don't match. The will's different than the trust or the trust doesn't, is different than the titling. Uh, and there's also some shortcuts we can take, such as TOD accounts, where it doesn't go through probate. You know, and so uh, our big job is to reduce the cost or reduce probate totally, uh, trying to keep attorneys as much out of the process as possible because that's where the cost comes in, and also making it as easy as possible for the family and already having a plan set out. And, you know, many times, Evan, as you know, if we lose a client through passing away, uh, the second phone call the kids make is usually to us. Because they know we've got everything in one place. we got a plan. And we actually have a plan for if one of them passes away. That's that's a contingency plan. Because eventually it's going to happen. What happens next? Hey, here's the plan. Right. And so just a a few quick things to
1: consider in checklist form. One, define those beneficiaries. Uh, Number two, uh, your spending versus your legacy. So there's a spending versus legacy gap analysis. Basically what that is, is how much are you gonna need in retirement? How much do you want to have left over for your family after that? And then philanthropic gifting uh, goals. Are there places that you want to give to or uh, while you're living or um, when you pass as a legacy? Um, so again, um, consult a an estate planning attorney for all of those documents and really uh, carrying those out. Um, but being organized and being prepared to meet with that attorney it is something that we do with our clients to make sure. That and just a
0: quick note too, if you if you if you're in a higher asset level, and I'd say two or three million or more, there are also uh, certain types of dynasty trust or CRUT mm-hmm. trust and things like that, where you can actually avoid taxes on some of your money uh, while you're alive and or after passing. If you have an estate tax or uh, death tax problem, which that is heading toward us like a train. Another uh, couple of years, and that exemption is going to drop drastically, so more and more people will have an estate tax problem. Uh, So that, again, special trust can help take care of that, along with some other tools as well. Yeah. And then you want to have an insurance review. Now, this covers a lot of different stuff
1: uh, from long-term care protection. Now, what we often say is to develop a long-term care strategy we don't necessarily say long-term care insurance it's not necessarily suited for you it just depends on your situation that's the same with health care planning um, whether or not you're going to be self-insured uh, medicaid other options medicare um, there's plenty of considerations and again that's very you specific
0: yeah we have medicare experts uh as part of our team that work with you uh as to as, you know when do you sign up for part a and part b do you have to sign up for part b what about your supplement the advantage program all that they'll explain how it works uh find out what your elements are and what medicines you take get the right program mm-hmm. long-term care again a strategy not a, not necessarily a policy many times we can avoid a policy uh, by incorporating other tools um uh, again, healthcare people don't realize how much money you're going to spend just in health care. Uh, they estimate a quarter million dollars for a couple over retirement because you've got Part B premiums, you have supplement premiums, you have deductibles, co-pays, all these things come together. And so, again, we want to kind of create a long-term care plan for that, not, not long-term care needs, but a long-term health care plan plan to help cover those needs sure and who knows maybe you're carrying in some insurance from your previous
1: employer into retirement and you have to determine how much do i take from medicare where do i balance that out with what i'm receiving from my employer very Um, common with federal workers yeah of course of course and then uh, real quick while we just have a couple minutes left uh, as far as your life insurance strategy um what dependents are you leaving behind or are you going to be using life insurance for a little bit more of a legacy planning, wealth building sort of thing for your, you know, there's a lot of considerations on how to use that even while you're living um, with life insurance products. If you're looking at tax free income, and there are plenty of ways to approach it. And many of the policies that we use have multiple
0: uses. Exactly. We call it kind of a three legged stool. It can cover long-term care without paying for the rider. Unless you use it, it can cover death benefit. Do you need death benefit? That's question one. Uh, but it can also um, build up some cash free income for the future as well so we call it kind of a three-legged stool so that a lot of our clients like to uh, take advantage of but it may not be for you maybe it's part of the planning process yep and uh folks this uh we're
1: we're kind of winding down here time wise again this was not by any means comprehensive but we tried to give uh through a, a large net out um if you have any more in uh, any more questions or would like to speak to an advisor concerning your own retirement remember we offer complimentary consultations just for you go to our website masterplanretire.com click the schedule now button takes you directly to Mark's calendar there you can find a time that works best for you
0: and also I wanted to mention um, the checklist we've been referring to there's actually about six of them Mm. and so uh, I think we're revising that a little bit so it may not be on the website today but you go into resources we've got it for uh, uh, post-divorce We've got it for people that are in their thirties and forties. People that uh, maybe have lost a loved one. There's different checklists for different needs. Uh, and this one here, I think Evan has, is just pre-retirement. What do you want need to be doing the last two to eight years before retirement type of thing? So it's more more, more popular one. Um, federal workers. We have a federal worker checklist. That's just a checklist to get you started. It kind of gives us a little bit of guidance too, but. Um, don't just depend on that for sure. But in the meantime, uh, hope to see you again in the next week or two. Hope you join us for our next broadcast. Uh, and between now and then, plan well and prosper. Take care, everybody. This was Retirement Roadmap Radio with Mark Fricks of Master Plan Retirement Consultants. To schedule a complimentary consultation, go to masterplanretire.com or call 770-980-9262. Thanks for listening and remember, plan well and prosper.